0: Hey guys, my name's Adam. I'm the head coach at Copper State Fit. Our purpose is to educate, entertain, and inspire you to lead a fit and healthy lifestyle. We hope that by sharing our clients' stories and providing you with tools, tips, and information that you can apply, that you'll seize the opportunity by turning thought into action. Stick around till the end and we'll provide you with the next steps that you can take, along with helpful links in the show notes. That said, thank you in advance for listening and enjoy the show. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Copper State Fit podcast. I'm your host Adam Petropoulos, and I'm here today with Brandy Benson. Brandy, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's, you know, people won't know this when they're listening, but um, we're Zooming and this is the first time I've actually like seen you. Yeah. Person, so that's kind of weird.
0: <laughs> it's kind of weird, isn't it? It's such an awkward, it's unique that like we've, a lot of times we meet our clients, you know, whether they come into town and we go to coffee or, or whatnot, and it's a weird engagement because it's like, we feel like we know each other right? because we've built this relationship, but it's like the first sure. time we've seen each other. So yeah, totally. Sure. I'm with you on that. Absolutely. I think
1: that, um, and I think that's one of the things that I love about Copper State actually, is that you can literally do it from anywhere that you are, um, yeah. which I think is really cool. So
0: it's it's so crazy especially like last year with with everything being locked down it was like wow we're we're kind of built for this you know so yeah. <laughs> good 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 on our part well tell us a little bit about yourself for the listeners like where you're from what you mm-hmm. do what are your hobbies and interests and then really kind of what were you facing that led you to reach out to CSF
1: yep so um i live in nebraska um i am a public school teacher Um, My husband is a public school teacher. We are also both coaches. Um, So we have pretty busy lives, right? Where we we've got to be at school for this or that um, or for these competitions or those competitions. Um, And so that keeps us pretty busy. We also uh, foster and rescue dogs. We just rescued our third dog um, in February. So he's getting acclimated to our brood. Um, And we've been working on trying to potty train him this summer. So we don't have to worry about that when we go back to school. Um, in my free time, I love to read, which is a pretty typical, um, English teacher thing. So that kind of goes along with it. Um, I like to be outside. I don't like to do things outside, but I just love to be outside. Um, and I also, uh, like to stay pretty active. So like I said, as long as I'm not being pushed to do something, um, you're never going to see me run a marathon or anything like that, but I like to run in my free time, um, on my own time, um, or walk, um, and those kinds of
0: things. Right on, and and you mentioned a few things in there before we move on. I just want to ask and, and go a little bit further on. So you coach? Mm-hmm. I, want, I would love to hear about that. The the dog fostering. I remember that now, and now I understand why you and Dana have that connection, right? You know,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes yeah. Dana, sense. yeah, that that's but, probably a solid fifteen minutes of our um, or fourteen minutes of our fifteen minute phone call every week just talking about our dog. So that's
0: that's great. <laughs> that's great. So what do you coach?
1: Um, so I coach unified sports and unified sports are actually really cool. Um, they were just introduced in our state about five years ago. Um, and so what unified sports do is they partner students with and without intellectual disabilities, um, and they are varsity sports like every other varsity sports. Um, and currently in the state of Nebraska, we have unified bowling and we have unified track and field. Um, and so, yeah, and so they're, they're really cool. Um, programs that foster inclusivity and teamwork, um, and just having fun and making positive friendships.
0: That's pretty rad. Yeah. Right on. What led you to reach out to CSF?
1: Yeah. So my journey, um, if you're listening to this is, uh, kind of unique, I think, I don't know, I don't know how many, um, clients you've had or how many situations like this you've had, but, um, my entire life, I have thought that, um, it just was common that you didn't feel well um, I'd have good days. I'd have bad days, but I, my stomach hurts. Um, I had abdominal pain. Uh, and it was, like I said, it was a, it was an ongoing thing for a long, long time. And about um, and when I was in college, um, I was actually misdiagnosed with acid reflux. And so I've taken medication for that um, for the last 15 years. Um, and a couple of years ago, I thought, you know what? I just don't think something is right. Like I, I am a very healthy eater. I've always been um, health conscious. Um, and, and it's, something's just not right. So I went and, um, got a bunch of tests done and found out that I have a esophagitis. Um, it's called EOE for short. And basically what it is, is, um, and I, if, if anybody medical's listening to this and I mess it up, I I'm new to it. So, um, but basically what it is, is you have food intolerances and what those food intolerances do is they affect your esophagus. Um, It's nothing anaphylactic for me. So my throat will never close, uh, but I have a hard time swallowing. I clear my throat a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, My, my throat hurts and it feels similar to acid reflux. It's oftentimes misdiagnosed. Mm -hmm. Um, And then nausea comes along with it. And also, like I said, abdominal pain Mm -hmm. um, where you just will wake up and your stomach just hurts or you'll eat something and a couple hours later. It just, your stomach just, it it just hurts really, really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I got diagnosed um, about two years ago. And um, this was the real kicker that I went in thinking, I'm going to get some tests done. And they're going to say, you know what, Brandy, you can't have apples anymore. And I'd be like, you know, I like apples, but that's okay. It's, mm-hmm. it's one thing. Um, and so I go in and I get this test done. And I have this list in front of me because I, I knew I would forget. Um, but I found out that I am food intolerant slash allergic to soy, wheat, carrots, tomatoes, Green beans, green peas, squash, peanuts, almonds, bananas, corn, coconut, radishes, red grapes, and pumpkin seeds. Um and Brandy, so it'd probably be easier for
0: you to list what you didn't have <laughs> sensitivities to, yes. right? Goodness. Yes. People wow. ask
1: people ask, but I can eat apples, coincidentally. So that's wow. good. Yeah. um and uh and yeah, people ask me that. So what can you eat? And so my vegetables are pretty limited. Um mm-hmm. I usually have beets. Um, and cucumber and lettuce are the three that I stick to most of the time. Um, but like I said, I, I get this diagnosis and I think to myself, now what do I do? Um, because like I said, I've, I've been a pretty health conscious person my whole life. I grew up in a health conscious family where we had a protein uh, starch and a vegetable for dinner. Um, and that I mean, was your
0: coach. Right? I mean, right, right, you, yes. Physically yes. active, right? <laughs> like, that's you, yeah.
1: Right. Um, I uh, was a, an athlete in college. Um, like I said, I like to do you know physical things, and so so health has always been a, a big piece of my life. Um, and it, my my meals were pretty standard in that too. So in the morning, I would wake up and I would make like a wheat tortilla with a big old smear of peanut butter and a banana. With a little bit of cinnamon rolled up. That was my breakfast. Um, unbeknownst to me, wheat, bananas, peanut butter are three of the things that my body can't eat. Um, for lunch, I would probably have a sandwich of some kind, um, or I would have a salad, right, that has tomatoes on it. Um, it has carrots on it. It has um, dressing that has soy in it because I'm finding that soy is in everything. Uh, and then for my snack, every single day religiously, I have uh, at work a bag of. Snap peas, green beans, and carrots, baby carrots, in my fridge, and I just eat them cold, all all the time. And again, three things that I can't eat. So, um, I got diagnosed in, I think April, maybe or May.
0: Okay. Um,
1: Tried to figure it out by myself for two months, maybe three months. What was
0: that? I mean, (laughs) listen, I've been doing this twenty-two years, and I think you're one of the first, at least that that I know that we've worked with. and so, as new as it was for you, it was even still new for us, right? Um, right. So, what other products, services, um, resources were out there for you that that you approached to try and do it on your own?
1: You know, and there's really there's really not a, a, a ton. Um, I mean, you can join Facebook groups and sure. things like that, but it's something yeah. that um, is very uh, individual. So, you know, some people have, can have these things. Some people, some people have it more severe than I do. Um, and their list is even more limited for the things that they can eat. And so, um, I tried to initially just do it by myself. Um, and that was just a disaster because once I started looking at food labels, um, I realized like, I really don't know what to eat. And then I would go out with friends, um, to have dinner and same thing. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to get. Um, because a lot of times when you get things that are breaded, I love junk food. So I always go for (laughs) chicken, um, strips and French fries and stuff like that. But a lot of the breading, the oil that they use has soy in it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I really didn't try a ton of other things. Um, and the reason for that, um, which I put in my testimonial is a college friend of mine, um, Amber Little. I mm-hmm. uh, loved copper state and posted about it for, um, a couple of years on her Facebook, um, and on her Instagram. Um, and I, I reached out to her, I think once before, maybe, um, just to say like, what is this thing that you're doing, but didn't, you know, didn't really have a purpose for it. Um, and so immediately once I realized, well, I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, and I, I have to figure out what I, what I can eat. Um, I just reached out to you and that's kind of how my journey started.
0: That's awesome. And I think that's what made it fun and interesting for us as coaches. I mean, you know, nine out of 10 people that reach out to us are like most people looking to lose weight, right? They want to feel good, fit in their clothes, you know, et cetera. So this was fun. It was like, wow, (laughs) this is new. It's interesting. Um, What sort of things or frustrations besides obviously like having to eliminate a lot of the foods that it sounds like you were eating like the trifecta of your breakfast, the the wheat and the the peanuts and the banana, besides giving up a lot of foods that you probably enjoyed, what Mm -hmm. were some of the other frustrations that you faced after that diagnosis that you're like, okay, now what?
1: I think the, the biggest one for me, and I, I think this is a perfect example of, um, you know, one of those situations where you realize, um, that you really don't have it that bad, um, was for me, you know, there are people, like I said, who have horrible allergies to things that if they eat it, um, like their throat's going to swell shut. Um, and for me, I had two choices. It was you eat these things that you love to eat and you feel like absolute garbage, or you find a different way of living your life. Um, and that was it. And I think like, you know, I think that's kind of true for everybody who goes on a, a healthy fitness journey. Um, we can eat all the things we want, right? Nobody's ever said like, oh, you can't eat this, you can't. But how do you want to feel? And um, and I'll say this later when we get into the podcast. But um, one of the things that I do, I'm a um, kickboxing instructor, and we do these ten week challenges at our gym. And I always say to our new members, I wish there was a way to bottle up the way that you will feel in ten weeks if you commit to eating healthier, um, and you commit to a different lifestyle, because if there was a way for you to sample that, yeah, you would have zero hesitation about signing up or doing anything. And I, I that. think that, yeah. And I think that about copper state too, like, if there was a way for me to show people, um, how I feel now, um, in comparison to how they might be feeling or how I felt, mm-hmm. um, you would have a hundred people sign up immediately because it was, um, it was night and day difference. And it was, you know, initially it was defeating. It was incredibly defeating to, to basically start over mm-hmm. on what do, what do I do now? Um, because I can't eat these things that I, I, I love, I, I can't, and I I've never been like a big foodie. Um, but I couldn't even eat the most basic things, right? Yeah. Like I couldn't have tomatoes from the garden. Um, I, I couldn't have, like I said, a banana, you know, I can I mean, have banana bread.
0: From the majority of the stuff that you named in there, most of us would deem as healthy. Right. So you're, you know, you come from an athletic background, uh, raised on, it sounds like some pretty healthy eating habits, but here again, the foods that are probably good for 99% of the population are really unhealthy for you and leading you down a, a bad rabbit hole. What, what would you say are, was there any like bad advice that you found or came across or stumbled upon or just things that like were kind of way off track before you jumped in and and decided to reach out to us anything that you did anything that you just realized like whoa that was the wrong direction
1: well like I said I I think you know I I'm a doer so I was like I can figure this out I'll do it myself um and and I realized by cutting things out not only am I now cutting out foods but I'm cutting out nutrients as well. And, um, I think that that was, that was a pivotal point for me too, is that I thought, Oh, I'll just, I'll just change these things. Um, but going along with that, I don't, I don't have the nutritional background to know, um, you know, what kinds of of different pastas there are, or what kinds of different breads there are, or um, what alternatives to peanut butter there are and those kinds of things. So, um, I think that like the bad, it wasn't really bad advice necessarily, mm-hmm. but I did it to myself um, mm-hmm. in trying to just fix it by
0: myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's pretty crazy. What um, would you say was different? You 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 said like, by the way, I love that. What you said about the 10 week challenges, if you could just bottle it up, that's awesome. I'm going to steal that from you, by the it's way. It's so true
1: though, <laughs> isn't it? If, if there was a yeah. way and it's, and I think it's such a powerful tool too, because Um, it builds trust with people that you're working with, right? Like, um, I know this is hard. I know you're scared. Um, but, but give me this chunk of time to show you what you can feel like. And then when we revisit it down the road, it it will, it will blow your mind, the changes that you
0: see. That's great. Well, I'm going to make an assumption here and tell me if I'm wrong, but being a former athlete, somebody that was healthy, uh, active lifestyle was trying it on your own was it hard for you to reach out and ask for help? And was it tough yes. to trust somebody else with guiding you through the process?
1: 100%. Um, and I think too, you know, even though at the beginning of this, I was like, gosh, what a blessing. Like you could literally do a state from anywhere. Um, yeah. That was a tiny bit of hesitancy for me because I'm like, okay, so what am I supposed to do? I'm going to call these guys. Um, they're going to, they're going to help me and everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. Like that." you know, that doesn't, that, that mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, like I said, I, I knew Amber and I, I knew the success she'd had. And I, I talked to her about it um, and the program um, and all of the things that Copper State did. And so uh, even though I was, I was a little nervous and a little hesitant, I thought, what can it hurt? Right. And I think the cool thing too, that maybe not a lot of people know about when they initially find out about Copper State is that you have that free consultation call that you can do, mm-hmm. um, which for me, 100% after I got off the phone with you, um, I was like, this is what I'm doing. And I'm sure if you go back and check like your phone records and my credit card statement, um, I signed up like that day, <laughs> Minutes or, that later. day. Yeah, yeah.
0: or something like that. Yeah. Well, it, email enlighten me. What was it about the phone call? Was there anything that resonated with you that just made it feel like this was the right place for you to be?
1: So I think like the big thing, um, and even though, like I said, I've never really been like a diet culture person, um, aside from, you know, trying to eat healthier and, or do little things, whatever the, the trend is or whatever. Um, I remember when I called you, I said, like, I have all of these new things that I can't eat anymore. Um, but also I need to start figuring out my life and what being healthy is going to look like for me in the long run. Um, because I'm, I'm not old, um, but I'm also not young. And I need to start to set something up now that is going to be easy to maintain throughout my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing that I come back to every single time when I talk to Dana, when I talk to other people that you said to me was, um, we approach your health and wellness um, like a savings account at a bank, right? So working out, eating healthy. um, I even added in there in my testimonial, like meditation um, or ways to be healthy mentally those are all deposits that you put in your bank. And so when you go out to dinner, when you go on vacation, um, when you just don't want to get up in the morning because you're tired um, or you want to stop and eat a burger on the way home from somewhere or something like that, that's okay to do because that's not your bank. You haven't withdrawn or that's not taking that much money out of your bank. You didn't go bankrupt, right? You didn't withdraw everything in there. Um, You just took out some money. And now after we're done with that, we're going to start investing more back into our account.
0: That's awesome. That's great. When when would you say, was there a certain time or an instance when you finally realized this was working for you after you'd started or like, yes, I made the right decision. And what were the things that kind of gave you that inclination?
1: So I am probably not the best poster child for you. Um, because I, um, like I said, I, I wanted to do this podcast for like my two year anniversary, Yeah. Um, but I I would say for like the first six months, I did not do all the things I needed to do.
0: I know you wrote, Um, you wrote about (laughs) that. So, okay, I'll let you go. Keep going. Tell us.
1: And so, um, you know, Dana would tell me like, you need to hit your protein goal. Um, stop eating these things. Here's a bunch of alternatives for you. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And then I just didn't. Mm. Um, and there was one day, like I said, it was a couple months in um, where I, I, I was having a pity party for myself and, and my life is so horrible. I can't eat the things I want to eat and blah, 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 blah. Um, and Dana uh, probably nicer than I'm going to say it, but basically said um, you need to stop feeling sorry for yourself. Like I'm sick of listening to you complain about this. You have two choices. You can do it or you don't. Mm. Um, this is 100% in your control. Um, so stop acting like a baby was essentially, like I said, if she hears this, she's like, I didn't say it like that,
0: but That's what you heard. <laughs> I,
1: I think she did. Well, um, tough love. Right. And, um, and I remember when I got, I, I remember when she said it, I go fine. And that was all I could think to say to her. And when I got off the phone, I thought, well, what are you doing? Like, do you want help or not? Do you want to mm. feel better or not? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when I like truly started to we're going to do this. We're, we're going to, we're going to find different ways, um, to live. We're going to find different ways to eat. Um, and my health, the way I feel is 180 degrees different. Um, I, I felt the best I've ever felt. Um, and you know, along with that, um, physically, um, felt the best I felt as far as looking fit, um, right before I got married last year. And I, I think that's in large part to finally committing 100% to saying, I'm going to do this, um, and doing it. And ever since then, again, like I I have cut these things out and I found alternatives and I still miss those things. Um, and I know I can eat them, but I'm not going to feel good if I eat them. And so, um, I would rather feel good and eat the things that I'm going to eat. Um, I, I would think that that, that was one of my big, um, moments. And then I have my, um, other one, about my 2020 resolution, but I don't know if you want me to go into that yet, or if that's a separate question. So
0: go for it, go okay. for it. Tell us. Um,
1: So the other thing that I did was, um, uh, so we have to fill out this form every week, right. That asks you, um, where's your energy at, uh, how hungry have you been? How much water are you drinking? All of these questions. And there's a question on there that says, something along the lines of how much did you adhere to your workouts and how much did you adhere to your, um, eating habits
0: mm-hmm. and like your nutrition the le- the letter grade, right? Yeah.
1: And not only is there a letter grade, but next to the letter is a percentage, right? So, um, an A is 90 to hundred, a B is 80 to 90, C 70 to 80, so on and so forth. Um, and, You know, being a teacher and being a human being, I think that um, I I, I looked at that probably more than I needed to, Um, but I think that we are intuitively really hard on ourselves. I think that's just something that we do. And so when I decided to do the podcast, I also decided I'm done putting 80 to 90% on there. Um, I'm going to put 90 to 100% every week because I know for a fact, I know I'm not 100% and I will never be a 100% Worker, outer, or healthy eater. Um, like I said, I love junk food, um, and I I love sleeping in sometimes, and that's okay. But I know I can honestly say with one hundred percent certainty for every single week of twenty twenty one, I know I was at at least ninety percent. And that's I remember great. thinking when I started to post that, what if you gave yourself that ten percent grace, um, because it's still an A, right? Yeah. Um, and. And I did. And, and like I said, I, it, it shifted my mindset a little bit too because I started um, looking back on it. And rather than reflecting when I was filling out my form and thinking, oh, you got to do better. You got to do better. It was, you did really well this week. You should do that again next week. And I think that we are just so hard on ourselves all of the time and focusing on our failures. Um, and I'm a, I'm a big believer in you bring about what you think about. Um, and so, like I said, even oh, that one God. tiny thing that you wouldn't think would change it was a, was a huge game changer for me this year.
0: Yeah. I love that. I mean, that's in line with the progress, not perfection. And mm-hmm. like you said, mm-hmm. I don't know in 20 plus years of doing this, if I've ever seen anybody a hundred percent the whole way through. right? Right. right. And, and, you know, I think people would make that assumption about, us as coaches as well, you know, gosh, Dana must eat perfect all the time or Adam and Renee's Mm -hmm. house must, you know, their kids must eat like perfect. It's not like that. And I think what we're trying to impart upon the clients that we serve, whether it's clients who are here to lose weight or clients to change their life because of the food restrictions they have, Mm -hmm. regardless is understanding what that balance looks like. Right. And knowing that, Nobody's perfect, nor are you expected to be. So, really good point. I right. like that a lot. What do things look like now? Two years in, two year anniversary, like you said, you're here on the podcast to yeah. share your story. Yeah. Um, what do things look like now that you feel like this problem has been solved or is being solved?
1: Like I said, I my my lifestyle is completely changed. Um, in that, the way that a grocery shop is different now because it has to be. Um, the way that I eat out places is different because it has to be, um, but also just the way that I feel is 1000% different, you know? And, um, I've heard many times that, um, your healthy habits are 80% what you eat and 20% what you do. Right. Um, and I, like I said, I've, I've always, I've always been an active person. So that wasn't a problem. Um, but I just didn't feel good. And it, it, it really, I would say that 80%, if that's even true, I don't, I don't, that's just what I've heard. But, um, if that's, if, if that's true, then that 80% was 100% in what I ate. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think about, cause one of the questions on the testimonial is, uh, where do you think you would be if you wouldn't have done copper state? And I, I, I really don't, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if I would have been someone who, like I said, cut stuff out, but then didn't feel well because I wasn't getting what I needed as far as nutrition. I don't know if I would have just, oh, well now I have a diagnosis. So I'm just going to keep eating the way that I was. Um, but I know I wouldn't be here. I know, I, I know that even with the supports I have around me, um, with the people in my life that are incredibly supportive, um, I didn't know what to do. And I, and, and my situation is unique. So I don't know that a lot of other people would have been able to know what to do either.
0: Well, and and I'm curious now, and I'm sure the listeners are going to be as well. So now that you're not eating the, uh, the, the flat bread with the peanut butter and the banana, what's, what's a go-to breakfast and maybe follow that up with like, what's a typical day for you now? What are the foods that you eat?
1: Um, so I am a huge fan of yogurt, something with yogurt in the morning. So whether mm-hmm. it's yogurt um, with my protein, whether it's yogurt with fruit and protein, um, I also love oatmeal and egg whites. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and I'll probably grab some kind of a protein bar or something like that as well. Um, and so that's usually what I have for breakfast. And then I will usually have some kind of a snack um, in like mid morning, and it might be like lunch meat and a cheese stick um, or something like that. And then at lunchtime, I usually have um, a gluten-free tortilla now with uh rice and steak and chicken or something like that. Um, but there's no salsa in there because it has tomatoes. Yeah. Um <laughs> there's uh lettuce in there usually and sour cream because I can have those. Um and then in the afternoon, I usually have two hard-boiled eggs and my students make fun of me because I'll just crack my eggs and eat them <laughs> in the afternoon. Um, and then for dinner, um, something with uh, rice again, or fish. Um, we love to eat fish. Um, what else do we usually have? Um, taco salads, again, minor limited with some things that I eat. Mm-hmm. Um, starches, I can eat potatoes. So that's wonderful. If they would have came back when they tested me and said you can't have potatoes either, I, I don't know what I <laughs> I mean you're in joking. Nebraska
0: come on yeah. you know the Midwest so potatoes it's, right it's
1: already bad enough that corn is on the list oh uh, um, yeah in the Cornhusker yeah. state so right um, yeah yeah <laughs> um, but I can also have I forgot to mention I can have um, brussels sprouts as well so I eat brussels oh, sprouts a lot love those. I, I do too I, I yeah. think that they are a very underrated vegetable that gets a lot of flack and they show oh, man they're delicious and, it,
0: and you have to <laughs> you have to make them right and I will say this mom I hope you're not listening but the way that you made Brussels sprouts going up, I didn't <laughs> like. And when Renee made them for me, I was like, Oh my yeah. God, this is what I've been missing. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're incredible. Well, yeah. um, time to brag a little bit about okay. yourself. Um, like you said, it, it may be tough to quantify some of mm-hmm. the results and outcomes. You know, it's like, didn't lose 70 pounds or mm-hmm. X amount of body fat, but What are some of the things that you'd like to share with us on some of the outcomes that you can brag upon yourself with?
1: Um, I think that, you know, while I wasn't somebody, like I said, that initially went into this as um, a weight loss journey, it was more just about getting healthy. I, I, I did, I have noticed physically changes. Um, My, my body's toned up. Um, and obviously if, since I'm not eating a lot of food that really irritates my stomach, um, my stomach's not as bloated anymore. Um, and so if I flex, you can kind of see a six pack there, That's but that, that could just be, <laughs> that could just be a lie too. Um, and now that I said that I'm going to have to try and flex in my picture. So it looks like there's at least like one ab, um, in there, but, uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, I think for me. Physically wasn't where I changed. Mine was one thousand percent mental, um, because internally is is where I was really struggling. The, the things that I were eating were really hurting my body internally. And so, when I think back um, about the progress I've made, I think that uh, just the way I approach eating has completely changed. And uh-huh. um, I actually think it's fun now um, to spend some time walking through the aisles if I have time at the grocery store to look at different things that I know that I can eat um, and to try and make different desserts and um, to try and come up with different recipes and things like that. But um, like I said, I think that, that my celebration or my brag um, would be that because of being able to eat things now um, my mindset has completely changed. And I, I think it's, it's just been awesome.
0: That's great. Can you think of three of your biggest takeaways that you'll take with you through this experience, working with Dana, working with CSF, mm-hmm. that maybe are takeaways that, like I said, you'll have with you mm-hmm. even long years from now, but ones that maybe you'll continue to share with others.
1: Um, I, I definitely think, like I said, the bank account thing that mm-hmm. that sticks with me so so much. Um, I, I always think about that one when I'm talking to um, other people or when I'm mentioning um, CSF. That's my big one. Is I always talk about. I love the mindset of thinking of things. Um, in a way where we're making deposits and then we can withdraw things from it. And that's 100% okay. Um, you know, and then another one that comes to mind, um, is just this idea of giving yourself grace, right? Like last year during the pandemic, I told my students, like our motto for this year is that we're going to, um, give each other grace with accountability. So we're going to mess up and that's okay, but we also need to hold ourselves accountable, um, and recognize the places where we can improve. And I think that that's so, so, so true, not, not just with weight loss, but just with taking care of yourself and being aware, um, we're going to mess up and that's okay. Um but it's all a journey and just, you know, keep going, keep trying. Um and then the other piece that I think kind of goes along with the bank account thing is um you've never really failed, right? And I think that with all kinds of diets and all kinds of um workouts or whatever things that people are trying to do, we get in this mindset that um if you woke up one day and you were like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not working out and I'm not eating healthy then that sets you up for failure the next day. Because, well, if I failed yesterday, I've already failed, right? Or even a whole week. If I failed for a whole week, this whole thing is a wash. Like, why did I even start? Or even a month. I think Mm -hmm. I put that in my testimonial. Like, it's okay to give yourself some grace. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the true growth and pride comes in um, where you put your foot down and say, now it's time to get back on track and take care of myself again. I, love I that. think that's. I think that's only two, but
0: that that's totally fine. That works for me. I mean, there's so much to take away from that, and like you said in that last piece there of, you know, giving yourself the grace, but also the accountability. Like you said with your mm-hmm. students, understanding that. You know, I've never seen, I I say this on consultations all the time because people are afraid and and that comes up often. I'm afraid to fail. I've failed so many times Mm -hmm. and so many Mm -hmm. other things that I've tried. I just don't want this to be the next thing that I fail at. And I tell them, guess what? You're going to fail. And they're like, what do you mean? And I go, I'm not saying that you won't have success and you won't reach your goals, but you're going to stumble so many times along the way. Right. You really aren't going to fail unless you just quit, unless you give up. Right. Like we're going to be here to help pick you up, dust you off. And so I love that with the accountability, as long as you're owning up to the failures, raising your hand and saying, okay, here's where I could have done better. There there's no end in sight. So, you know, and I
1: think, and I think a big piece too, um, I think that we look at health a lot as weight loss. Um, mm, and I do think that's that that's something, e- and I do think that that's something that, um, you know, if you're, if you're somebody who thinks, um, I, I would like to lose weight, I would like to get healthier. And a way to do that is by, by losing some weight. Um, that's wonderful. But I also think that there is a large chunk of our population who might not have a lot to lose, um, but don't really realize how much better they could feel by just mm. taking better care of their bodies, mm. um, whether that be doing yoga, um, or, Drinking more water even in a day, you know, these small little things that going back to what you know we talked about at the very beginning, if there was a way to bottle up for you how you would feel, um if your flexibility increased, if you did yoga, if um your um skin, you know, cleared up or was uh less itchy if you drank more water and all these little things. And so um I think that like it's just so important to recognize the ways that we can help ourselves be healthy. Um, and not, not just in weight loss ways, the ways that we can just be, be healthier individuals.
0: Love it. What advice would you give to somebody that's listening to this and either thinking about starting this journey, or maybe it's their first week with CSF? What advice would you give to them?
1: Um, I, I think that if you're someone who's on the fence, um, I would say the biggest thing to do is just to do it right. Commit. And we, I put this in my testimonial, testimonial as well. Um, We are creatures of habit. We like familiar, we like the known um, and taking that leap and trying something and something that like you just said, we're going to have failures Hmm. is very scary. It's, it's scary to do something different um, and and something that's that you're unsure of. Right. And there's that fear of, it's like that saying, um, but you know, what if I fall? And it's like, Oh, but what if you fly? Right. And so just, 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 just do it. And you know, the other thing, like I said, um, that we always say at our gym, um, I always say if it doesn't work out, it's only 10 weeks. Right. And where will you be in 10 weeks? You'll be, you can go right back to where you are right now. And I think you could say the exact same thing about copper state. Like Um, if you're on the fence, um, you know, I didn't say this at the beginning, but, um, I got my husband to sign up for copper state and that was my pitch. That was my pitch to him is, um, you know, give it three months. And, uh, if you don't like it in three months, you're not out anything in three months. You're, you're right where we are right now. You can go right back to what we're doing right now. So, um, I think if you're on the fence, that would be my advice is what do you have to lose? You know, you can go back to the way things are now after you're done with this in a couple months, if you try it, but you won't, you won't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what's on your radar now? I mean, I'd love to hear some of your goals. You're a pretty driven person. And sounds like, I mean, even when you reached out and we were talking about your journey and like, man, yeah, we have to get you on the podcast. So let's check the box goal check, right?
1: Done. Done. What's, yep. what's
0: next for you? What's on your radar?
1: Um, so I'm a I'm a huge like mini goal person. Mm-hmm. Um, I love mini goals, right? Uh and so like my mini goal right now, Dana had me start this a couple months ago and I failed at it, but it's a 30-day ad challenge um, okay. where you just do like it's an app, it's it's free. Um yeah. but it's got like sit-ups, crunches, uh, leg lifts, and a plank, right? And it goes up every day. And I think the last time I did it, I made it to 21 days. And mm-hmm. then who knows what happened? I don't know, but I stopped. Um, And so I decided, uh, 10 days ago, I was going to start it again. So I'm 10 days in going strong. So that's like a a tiny mini goal. And then, um, my family runs in the St. Jude marathon in December. Um, we, I don't run the full marathon again. I said that at the beginning, you're never going to see me run a marathon. Um, but I would really love to be able to run the half. I've done a couple of them um years ago before my diagnosis um and I kind of would like to see what would happen if knowing now that my body is different um the way that I'm fueling my body is different yep. what that w- what that would look like if if I committed to um doing the half so well, do those it. are yeah do it. We, we'll see commit yeah
0: yeah right. <laughs> I mean we're half. already
1: signed we're yeah. already signed up so
0: There you Um, go. I just got to run (laughs) it. Guess what? And if you're, if you need a training program, we have one built in and Dana will upload that to your app. And now you've got a half marathon training program for yourself.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. It's, it's time to flip the script. Are there any questions (laughs) that you have for me, CSF, anything that you'd like to know?
1: You know, I was thinking about, uh, how you'd said earlier that my case was unique in that, um, it's kind of different. And so I was just curious, do you, how many, how many times or how many different situations do you think, um, people come in with that? Aren't just, I would like to eat healthier. Um, I would like to be fit. Um, you know, what other, what other things are there?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a pretty small percentage. It really is. I mean, I said earlier, probably nine out of 10 people, it may be even more like 95 out of a hundred that come to us with, the goal in mind of losing weight. And you, you touched on a very like interesting statement or said something interesting. Like, I think people associate health with like losing weight Mm -hmm. and, you know, there are six markers of metabolic health of which only one of those six has to do anything with weight. It's, it's a waist circumference, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I think there are five other things that we can focus on. Um, But stepping aside from that, like, yeah, I mean, you're the first, I believe that had EOE that, that I was familiar with. It was something new. And and I think as coaches, we love working with our weight Mm -hmm. loss clients, love, love, love. And and I enjoy that because it gives people, like you talked about earlier, you're going to be so much better at X, Y, and Z. You know, if you could bottle it up, I I have a similar thing where it's like, listen, if you were to write down on a piece of paper, I'm going to be better at X be better at Y be better at Z, whether it's better wife or husband or father or mother or better student or anything like that. Like the weight loss clients could write that down, put it in an envelope and a year later, open it up. And every one of those things would Mm -hmm. be met. Right. So there's so much more to that transformation when it comes to the weight loss process than just what you see on the exterior. So that's tons of fun, but for us as coaches to get these unique situations like yourself, a few other clients that we work with now, it's, it's the problem solving. It's going back to the drawing board. It's really testing your knowledge and expertise, but also, you know, going out on a limb a a little bit and, and, you know, you, you have these clients that really trust you. And sometimes we're experimenting with the clients. We're like, Hey, let's try this. You know what I mean? And, And, and we'll let them know, like, hey, I haven't done this with a client before. Are you willing to do it? Would you like to give it a try? Yeah, sure. Let's give it a shot. Either works or it doesn't, you know, Mm -hmm. and to have that level of trust from people, but to also be able to spend some extra time researching those things, you know, is, is a lot of fun. Um,
1: what's your favorite part of your, of your job?
0: The favorite, my favorite part of it. Yep. Truly the people part, you know, um, I'm a, I'm a total people person and believe it or not, I'm an introvert by nature, me, myself. And um, so I'm the type of person, if, you know, if I go to a public event, a a big party, things like that, like those kind of drain my batteries, I'll need to go kind of sit alone in a room and recharge alone. But at the same time, I feel in one-on-one interactions, engagements, it's more of a relationship, I guess, so more of a relationship Mm -hmm. person. So that to me is my favorite part is building those relationships. You know, we've got clients that we've worked with, again, that we get to sometimes meet in person that become great friends. I mean, you mentioned Amber and, you know, I almost feel like a big brother to her in in ways and gosh, got to sit and watch last year during the pandemic, her her wedding online, you know, it's like, I went to a wedding for a client, right? So- I think that's for me, my favorite part about what we do as coaches is getting to build those relationships with people.
1: You know, and I think that that's another piece of copper state that I love too is, um, one of, uh, the committees that I'm on at school, we try and partner teachers, um, with students in the building, just as like a check-in person. So they meet with them and talk to them for a couple minutes every week. um, And, and my push for that is always, it never hurts to have one more person in your corner. Right. Uh Um, And I think the same is very true of copper state. Um, you know, it's, it's nobody in my day-to-day life's job to help me figure out my fitness journey. Um, and truthfully, it's not really my job either. I, I don't really have the qualifications to do that. Um, and that's what I love about working with Dana is. She does know how to do that. And I do trust her. Like you were talking about with building relationships Um, and it's kind of the same thing, you know, when you go back to talking to what would you uh, or talking about, what would you say to someone who's on the fence? Um, Another piece of that would be what could it hurt to have one more person in your corner um, to help make your life better?
0: So, so true. So true. And, And, you know, back to the relationship building for us, you know, I actually have some colleagues in the industry that, that, do what we do. And even some on a, on a much grander scale, to be quite honest. In fact, uh, one of them, many of the listeners may have heard of is called working against gravity. It's a very, very large company at one point in time, had a waiting list of 3000 people. And, and I spoke to the founder of that company and, you know, we had built a rapport and a relationship. And one of the things she said was like, you know what, you're just going to limit your ability to scale and grow because you guys do these phone calls with clients. And for me, as much as I know she was right, and I, I told her, hey, you're right about that, we're always gonna do that because it's a relationship. Whereas a lot of the other ones, it's email, it's text check-in, mm-hmm. it's we don't have mm-hmm. that dialogue. So that's important to me. Agreed. Cool. Well, thank you so much, man. This was, this was a lot of fun for all the reasons it was fun having you join us as a client as well getting to take a different angle and a different approach on things. I'm excited to hear about that half marathon when you get to take part in that one, but we'll do again, a, follow,
1: a follow-up podcast. Yeah, there I you go.
0: <laughs> there you go. Bits and pieces, send us some pictures of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks again for your time again, Brandy. This was awesome. Thanks for giving us the trust in guiding you through this process and keep us posted on that marathon. Hey guys, this is Adam, head coach at Copper State Fit. If you felt inspired by the show you just heard, and you feel like taking it a bit further, we'd like to help. For those of you looking to take baby steps, download our free MyFitnessPal tutorial and macro cheat sheet, link can be found in the show notes. And for those of you that want to take a little more than a baby step, schedule a free phone consultation with us. We'll answer all your questions and provide you with personalized information. No strings attached, no obligation to buy. But if you do, we'll throw in a bonus. Mention Podcast 49 in your consult notes, and we'll take $49 off your first month. The only wrong decision is indecision, so pick what's right for you. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to speaking with you.